Y'all ready for this? I'd love to uh, begin tonight by uh, reading a little passage from Paul's letter to the Colossians. And uh, I'll read uh, Colossians chapter 4, verses 2 through 6. Hear the word of the Lord. Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. And pray for us, too, that God may open a door for our message so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ for which I am in chains. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. Be wise in the way you act toward outsiders, making the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. God bless the reading of his word. Pray for us, Paul says, that the mystery of Christ might somehow sneak through open doors and be experienced by others. And as the Colossians prayed for Paul, Paul was simultaneously praying that their speech would always be gracious, seasoned with salt, he says. Now, salt is a metaphor that both Jesus and Paul employ, so I probably should just go with that. But if I ever publish my magnum opus paraphrase of the Bible, like Eugene Peterson's The Message, only more colloquial, uh, I'm going to substitute garlic for salt. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with garlic. Now, I should tell you I'm half Italian. Uh, My Scotch-Irish dad grew up on a Texas farm, but my mother, the daughter of Italian immigrants, grew up just 20 miles or so from here in Staten Island, uh, where they married over 60 years ago. I think we may have a photo of my parents. So my childhood, and the story of my childhood is basically uh, Lonesome Dove meets the Godfather. That's, uh, that's me. And so on the Italian side of things, I grew up with garlic, lots of garlic. The smell of garlic and onions hitting hot olive oil in a frying pan is one of the most exquisite fragrances in all the world. Garlic is invaluable. Garlic is irreplaceable. Let your conversation, your life, be seasoned with the garlic of the mystery of Christ. I don't want to hear your exegetical objections. That's my interpretation, and I'm sticking with it. So uh, do you know the writer Annie Prue, P-R-O-U-L-X? Annie Prulks is how we say it in Texas. Uh, but uh, uh, she wrote uh, the Shipping News, Brokeback uh, Mountain, this short story that the movie was based off of. Well, one of the first, maybe not the first, but one of the first stories she ever published was back in the early 1960s. It was set as an, sent as an unsolicited manuscript to, of all places, Gourmet Magazine. And the story, the short story she sent, featured an amply sized Italian mother named Bella, Bella's beautiful daughter, Sophia, and Sophia's new physician husband named Hubert. Hubert is not a paisano, if you get my drift. He's not Italian. Hubert is thin, uh, which is an affront to Italians, by the way. Uh, he's stubborn, uh, and Hubert has the nerve to, for, to forbid his mother-in-law from using any garlic in their food. After all, Hubert says, he has his patience to think of, and he can't be breathing garlic breath uh, onto them. 
Well, Bella, the Italian uh, mother-in-law, was shocked. Um, Annie Prue writes, garlic was a sovereign remedy for all sorts of ailments. Garlic warded off the evil eye, the malocchia. Uh, garlic at the foot of the bed of a newly wedded couple ensured that the firstborn would be a son, which is very important in Italian households. Well, for a while, just to keep the peace, Bella would prepare these horrible, tasteless, garlic-free pork chops adorned with spare tomato slices. And uh, everybody hated it. In fact, all the neighborhood folk who loved Bella's cooking stopped coming by her house uh, for food. And this greatly depressed Bella. And so desperate for a solution, Bella hatched a plan. One night, she found one of her forbidden garlic cloves that was locked away, and she sliced off just a tiny quarter of a clove and she soaked it in water for just five minutes. And then she cooked the main dishes in the garlic water. And guess what? Hubert loved it. The next night, emboldened by this experiment, it was half a clove of garlic in melted butter drizzled over baked potatoes. And guess what? Hubert told her they were the finest potatoes he had ever tasted. Well, finally, after a year, little by little, Bella had fully incorporated garlic back into her cooking, even silently hanging garlic cloves beneath Hubert and Sophia's bed and visibly hanging garlic cloves in her kitchen once again. And Hubert, who Annie Prue says was not stupid and who had learned to love Bella's cooking, saw the garlic hanging in the kitchen one day and he said, Mother, those garlic bulbs give a very quaint, old-fashioned touch to the kitchen, but watch out they don't come in contact with any of my dinner. And he laughed uproariously and winked. And of course, after one year of marriage, Hubert's wife, Sophia, gave birth to twins, twin boys. Mockingbird friends, we live in a world of saltless and unseasoned discourse, like flavorless chops and unadorned tomato slices. And I believe our body politic is growing thin and irritable. But God has given you the mystery of Christ. So keep soaking in it. Keep sneaking it into your conversations a little bit here, a little bit there, in increasing and ample measure. For I say, with apologies to Jesus, but ironically with the authority of Jesus, you are the garlic of the world. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, how grateful we are for the gospel. How grateful we are for the mystery of Christ. How grateful we are for a conference like this where we get to soak in the gospel. Would you continue to sneak it into our thoughts, sneak it into our prayers, sneak it into our conversation, sneak it into our lives. In full and ample measure, we pray in Jesus' name, amen.